0: Well, I'm going to share with you tonight on something I know very little about, and I know I normally do, and it normally sounds as though I know very little about it, but the whole sort of um, thing of what I'm sharing is something that absolutely amazes me, but I actually know very little about it. It's um, all to do with our airwaves. Where's the sound on it? She's useless. Put your phone on. Put the volume up. I'm sending you a message, and what happens? Nothing. She spoiled my setup, introduced my subject thing. <laughs> the sound was on. It's a very quiet phone, Sally. Normally somebody's phone goes off when you don't want it to, and Morgan, who's that? And I wanted to say, who's that? But Dear me, you just can't get the staff. Yeah, what does it say? Ah, oh, fancy that. <laughs> The airwaves, aren't they amazing? What goes on in the airwaves? I'm just stood here, and I could send that to my sister in France. I've been texting my brother in Australia. Just press a button, and over in Australia, my brother gets my message. Now, I'm still struggling to understand things like television blows my mind, how a picture can come and float around in the air, so, I'm talking about something I know very little about because it just blows my mind, and appear on a television screen. It just amazes me at how electricity can, can flow, and we touch a switch and a light goes on. It's just, it amazes me. I still wonder how, when I'm driving in my car and I can start off at A and finish at B, I can still keep the same radio program. Or I can twiddle. And get different programs just by pressing a little thing in my car. It blows my mind. There is all sorts of things happening in our airways. We don't see it. We don't feel it. But round about you now are voices and music and images floating around here. They're just happening. But to receive them, we need a tuner. I want to get a message back from Sally, which she'll never send me because she's too cheap. (laughs) I need a receiver to receive it on. If I want to watch the England match over there, we need a receiver to receive the pictures. They're there, but without the receiver, we're never going to see it. They can be floating around in the airways all they want. But without a receiver, we are never, ever going to see those pictures. The music can be happening, but without the receiver of my car radio, I'm never going to hear it. There's a lot that happens in the airways, and I don't understand it, but I do know in my spirit that the airways are very busy places, and it's not just for good, but it's also for evil. My sister in France has this argument, it's only because she doesn't want to learn, that she won't have a computer because it's used for bad things people steal your bank accounts. People put pornography on it. All sorts of things can go wrong and she won't have one. But I say, yeah, but you can do this and you can do that and you can use YouTube and Facebook and all the other wonderful things that go with it. But you see, books are the same. They can be used and abused and the radio and the television can be used and abused. There's no difference. Satan knows and understands the power of the airwaves. That's why worship is so important. It is our heart's response to a loving God. And He loves to hear our praises. He loves it. He even loves to hear my worship and praise, as tuneless as it is. He loves it. I have a theory that the angels get hold of mine and twiddle it a bit and put it in tune because He delights to hear it. He delights to hear my worship. Anyone around me probably doesn't, but he does. And I'm sure the angels put it in tune before it hits the ears of that my loving father, because he loves it. But do you know what? Even if they don't, he still loves it, because he's my loving heavenly father, and he loves the cry of his little girl. But more than that, it's affecting those airwaves. Think about the rubbish that is pumping out into those airwaves right now. I don't understand it with my head. I've got a sense of it spiritually, of what's happening. And every time we raise our voice in worship and praise to our God, we are affecting those airwaves. We are sending out a message. They are being hit by the glory of God. They are being hit by the power of God. They are being hit by the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary. It is not idle words. There is much happening. Why is it that we get upset when pornography is put across the airwaves. We know it has an effect. And so we get upset about it. If it didn't have, have any effect, it wouldn't bother us. And in the same way, our worship and our praise has an effect upon the airwaves. Don't ask me how. I don't understand all the technology of it. I'm not technological. I just wonder at it. I still wonder. It's such a television set on. I'm sorry, but I'm simple like that. I still wonder that a picture can appear. And I can change channels and find, well, about 100 different ones now. It's amazing. But what we speak and say and sing out there has an effect, folks. Our words, our music, what we say makes a difference. I want to turn, as if we can, to 2 Timothy. Now, when you see us sat here with our little phones twiddling away, we're not always sending messages or playing games. I love this. I love my iPhone. Again, I don't understand it. Couldn't tell you for a minute how it works. I probably don't use 98% of it, but I love it. It does so many things. It's great. And I have at my fingertips here so many versions of the Bible. It's ridiculous. And all I have to do is press a little bit, and I can bring it up in another version. It's brilliant. don't have to have a pile of books at the side of me. It's instantly here at the side of me, it's great. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter three and verse 14. And he says, "But as for you, this is Paul, the older man by now, the Apostle Paul is getting an older man, and he's talking to the young Timothy who's coming up to be a leader, maybe to even take the place of Paul in leading the church, and he's given him some words of wisdom. And he says, but as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learnt it. Which is quite a good thing, isn't it? And we learn things and we look at the life of the people that we've learned it from. No, they're not perfect, but we know they love the Lord and we know they're strong in God. And we know they're an example. And Timothy, how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All of scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be fully prepared, equipped for every good work. All scripture It's God-breathed, and it's useful. It's God-breathed. Our Bibles, whether it's in electronic form, whether it's on a CD, whether we're watching it on the television on one of the God channels coming up in words, whether it's on the written page, is extremely powerful because it's alive. This is not like any good book you've ever read. Nicky's just lent me a terrific book. I've not read it. Probably half the church has read it, and I'm just getting around to reading it. What's it called, Nicky? I've forgotten the title. Lineage of Grace. Brilliant. Started reading it. Excellent book. It's a great book, but it's not living. I can learn from it, but it's not going to make a living difference in my life, but this is. Shakespeare was a brilliant writer. Some may say others can't stand it. People still learn him in school today, still performed great work, but it's not living. It's not active. It's not powerful like the word of God. Even the great work of John Bunyan, The Pilgrim's Progress, which is a terrific book. If you've never read it, get a modern version and read it. It's terrific, but it's not living because it's not God breathed. It's not alive, it's not active, it's not the heartbeat of God. It says in John, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. Now there it's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ, because he was the word made flesh. He was this, made flesh. He was a walking Bible. Isn't that amazing? He was a walking Bible. Living amongst us. Walking amongst men. Because this is the heartbeat of God. This is what God feels towards mankind, towards you and I. How he wants to act. What he expects from us. How much he loves us. What his righteousness and holiness is all about. And Jesus came as the living word. The word of God is creative. We read in Genesis And God said, let there be. Wow. How's that for powerful in the airwaves? Let there be. And there was. The universe. That's a powerful effect on the airwaves, isn't it? No wonder Satan wasn't happy. Let there be. And plants and trees and animals and sea and fish and whales came into being, an incredible universe. And God said, let there be. And he made us in his own image. That's how powerful the word of God is. The heartbeat, who he is. This is the word of God. There's no difference. It's his word, it's who he is. It's his heartbeat. And we need to grasp hold of how important The word of God is, folks, it's not just doing a little daily reading. Some people say it's a bit like a novel. It's got a beginning and end, and it has. It has. As Andrew said this morning, we know how it finishes, folks. But it's more than just reading a good story. It's living. It's breathing. It's affecting life today and has done throughout all generations. And it is like an instruction manual which tells us how to live. But, you know, if I got an instruction manual out of my car, well, it'd be useless anyway because it will not mean a thing to me. I'm not very good at instructions anyway. I look at the picture and I look at the thing, and I think the two don't start the same. <laughs> they don't look alike anyway, and I give up because they're nothing like. But they always say if you want to do something right, look at the instructions. And if you want to live life right, look at the instructions. The word of God isn't simply an instruction manual. It lives. And it helps us to do it. And it fixes us for it, for us. And it gets involved. And it does it, the job with us. It's more than just a manual. My instruction manual wouldn't create my MFI cupboard that I bought. that exists anymore. My Ikea, I can't even do an Ikea. I think I've been to Ikea twice. Maybe it could be three times. But I think it's only twice. I don't like to admit that, but I have. And I bought a, a box, a cardboard box. It was good for storing some papers I'd got. And I picked it up off the display and I took it to the till. And the man said, "You can't take that, madam." I says, "Why not?" He said, "It's the display one. I said, but It's a box, and then you have to take it flat packed." But it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a cardboard box. I only wanted a cardboard box. Anyway, being very gracious, I put it back, and I got the flat pack one, and I took it home, and I could not put it together. In fact, I think it was Matt Sanders' dad put it, but, um, dad put it together for me. Couldn't do it. Cardboard box I couldn't put together. But this isn't an instruction manual as such. It is. It tells us how to do it, but it gets alongside us. It lives. It helps us. It's active. It's more than just that. It's alive. In Isaiah 55, God says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. It has a purpose to it. When I read a novel, it's great to read it. What's the purpose? This has a purpose. God is sending forth his word. For a purpose. It's powerful. It's an irresistible power. And it will accomplish His will. Because it's backed by the whole power of heaven, because it's God's word. If you could imagine, it's easier to show you this than me, mechanical one. But if you could imagine this beating, pulsating away, it's the heartbeat of God. It's who he is. It contains how he thinks. It contains how he feels. It contains who he is. Jeremiah 23 refers, refers to the word of God as a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces. It gets rid of obstacles. Is there something in your way? Something that's stopping you, and you just can't seem to change it? It's a hammer. It breaks down obstacles. Do you know, speaking God's word causes great things to happen, and it will break down barriers. Jesus went to the grave of Lazarus, who was dead, and he spoke the word. He just simply said, Lazarus, to put it in the fancy language, come forth. Lazarus, come on, get up. Let's have you. He just spoke it, and life entered him. That's how powerful the word of God is. That Roman soldier understood it better than many of the Jewish people. He had a servant who was so sick. And he went to Jesus for his servant to be healed. And Jesus said, I'll come. And the servant said, no, just speak the word. And he'll be well. He understood the power of the word. Jesus, just speak The word. And he will be well. It's powerful. John 8, 31 and 32 speaks of freedom. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. If you're struggling with things in your life, this will set you free. Willpower won't. Determination won't. And dare I say it. Prayer on its own won't. But if you know the truth, that'll set you free. Get hold of the word of God. It's the truth that sets you free. It's the word of God that is powerful and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. David said, your word, God, have I hid. I've hid it in my heart so that I won't sin against you. Satan, knows the power of this. That's why he threw it at Jesus in the wilderness when he was trying to tempt him not to go on and fulfill his mission. He spoke the word of God to Jesus trying to trick him but Jesus knew and understood it better than Satan. And he threw it back at him in truth. This is more than just a written word. It's the heartbeat of God, and I want to encourage you this evening there is absolutely no substitute whatsoever than for reading, meditating and speaking out the Word of God. We need to read it for ourselves. God deals with us on a personal level. He loves to speak into our lives. Now, I never see myself as any different to anybody else. probably see myself slightly worse than anybody else. We all do that, don't we? We all think everybody else is a bit better than us. But God loves to speak to me. So I know if he loves to speak to me, then he certainly loves to speak to you. I know that. And most of the time, 99.9% of the time, it's through this. Living. But how is he going to talk to me if I'm never in it? Answer this yourself. When did you last really sit and read it? Not do a five minutes of dummy bit today. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's healthy. But when did you really sit, sit and read it and think, I want to understand your heartbeat, God. I want to know how you're feeling, God. He speaks to us individually. He deals with us individually. This is alive. It's active. And he'll communicate with you. It's beating away. His heart's beating. The heart of God is beating away and he wants to talk to you. But If you don't open it by whatever form, I don't care if it's electronic, if it's paper, if it's CD, you've got to open it and spend time in it. Feel his heartbeat. Let him communicate with you because he'll do it through this. It's the main way. Oh, he'll talk through messages like this. And he'll talk through the messages at the end of the And he'll talk through nature. But he wants, this is God. His heartbeat, what he's saying, who he is, how he feels, what he thinks. It's all in here. It's his heartbeat. But we need to be in it to know it. Meditating on it. Chewing it over. Thinking about it. Getting a hold of maybe one line and thinking, oh, God, what does that mean for me today? What does that actually mean for me today? When I'm in school, college, university, work, home, with my mates, drinking coffee, what does that mean for me today, Lord? Meditate on it. Chew it over. Sitting on the bus, bring it back to your mind. Have another chew on it. Think on it. Get it part of your being. Meditate on it. Remember it. Remember it. So glad as I grew up, I was taught portions of scripture. I was taught verses, I was taught portions. And they stay with you. They stay with you. We love teaching in kids' club. In powerhouse, God's word. Teach a verse here, a verse there. It's amazing what sticks. But if they're never told it, they never know it. They never know it. God's heartbeat. Tomorrow night's verse in Kids Club is, This is my son. I love him. Listen to him. Ten in children that know nothing of the ways of God, that Jesus is his son, that God loves him, that God loves them, and they need to listen to Jesus. Simple. This is my son. I love him. Listen to him. Do you know what? If you did nothing this week but meditate and chew over that one word, it will do you the world of good. This is my son. Listen to him. I love him. Listen to him. Do you the world of good just to meditate on that one verse? Let alone every other verse. I don't know how many verses are in here. I could go on Google and find out. But however many other thousands of verses are in here, if you just got hold of that one verse, and meditated on it, chewed it over, cogitated it, thought about it, cocked. Oh, Jesus, God's Son, listen to Him. Oh, I'm going to listen to you this week, Lord. Suppose you need to speak to me then, if I'm going to listen. And your mind starts to, you know, let it grow and expand. There's no substitute whatsoever, and it doesn't matter what means we use. But it, that can only be done on a personal level to equip us and to help us. But I just want to move us on a little beyond that because I'm also a great believer in reading this out loud which is why I started off about what affects the airwaves reading this out loud shock ourselves hear the sound of our own voice reading out the word of God I love it I love to get my Bible I love to go on a wander around the room just reading it out loud I tell you for why, it's got many reasons. I stop and listen to it. I'm not just reading and it's disappearing over my head, but I'm speaking the words out. So not only am I reading them, but I'm hearing them as well. So it's got two impacts on me. My eyes are reading them and my ears are hearing them. So it's good for me to do that. But I know it's not always possible. I live on a flat of my own. I don't know what my neighbours think, but hey. He bangs his music down, so that's all right. I know it's not always possible, but there are times when you can do it. Read it out loud. Scare the airwaves. Give them a scare. Can you imagine if every one of us here got up tomorrow morning and read out portions of scripture? Let's scare the airwaves a bit. We allow enough rubbish to enter into them. We tune into it on this, on Google, on Facebook, on YouTube. We're constantly tuning into it. Why not bombard it ourselves with the word of God? Speak it out. Speak it out. The word of God. Get hold of a portion and speak it out. It's active. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. If we want to see barriers come down in our community, in our lives, if we want to see things changed, if we want to see lives healed, we must get hold of this. Because it's the heartbeat of God. It's God himself. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. God. You can see how God feels in this. You can understand how he sees things in this. You can understand what makes God angry in this, what makes him happy in this, what makes God cry, what makes him laugh. It's his heartbeat. It's his depth of love for this world, for you and for Long Eaton, beating away. And it doesn't matter if it's written, electronic, I like it CDs because it's bombarding the airwaves. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Whether we're young or we're ancient this evening, there is absolutely no substitute whatsoever for the word of God. None. Nothing to replace it. Our airwaves have all sorts going on, some of which we quite happily tune into, some of which we shouldn't really be tuning into, but there has to be a receiver. For the word of God, we are the button to be pressed. We're the one that turns it on. He'll speak to us into our own lives. He'll do me good. He'll do you good. He'll cause us to grow. He'll cause us to be strong. He'll cause us to move in the right direction. He'll, he'll just do so much as we get hold of this because it's alive. But more than that, if we want to see Long Eaton changed, we want to see your school changed, your workplace changed, your family changed, speak it out. Let's scare the devil to death. And speak it out into the airwaves. Bombard the airwaves with the word of God. I I don't fully understand how they work. But I do know that when praise hits the airwaves, something happens. I do know when worship hits the airwaves, something happens. And I also know when the word of God is spoken out into those airwaves, something happens for the glory of God. To be a people that can speak it out it's scary at first sometimes we can chip over the words and don't like the sound of our own voice but do you know the more you do it that becomes quite a pleasure it was quite easy we become confident in the word of god we're seeing it we're hearing it and we're bombarding heaven with the full truth of it hallelujah hallelujah let's pray together Oh, Lord, what a privilege. What a privilege to own your word. What a privilege, Lord. Father, some of us have so many versions. Big Bibles, small Bibles, NIVs, King James, New Century Living, Message. We're blessed, Lord. But, Father, may we not become so familiar May we grasp the power of your word, sharper than any two-edged sword, more powerful than any hammer. It will break down any barrier. God, may we be a people who love your word, who know your word, who speak out your word. Father, we long to see barriers coming down in our lives, in our homes, and in our town. God, we have your heartbeat, your word. Help us to use it well, we pray. Help us to use it well for your glory, for your kingdom. May we see the hosts of hell begin to retreat as they're bombarded with the living, powerful word of God.